TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And this is important. Congressman Mike Johnson, is he the guy? He's got the nomination so far for Speaker of the House. They're supposed to vote just a little bit after noon today. Here to lend total expertise to the situation is our Congresswoman, Kat Kamek. Good morning, Kat. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. Yes, our sixth speaker designee. He is the man. <laughs> I, I see here on uh, Fox News a headline online, Republicans bursting with optimism as fourth speaker candidate heads to House floor. Are you bursting with optimism? You know, actually, I am. I, I, I know that uh, people are watching this entire episode for the last three weeks and shaking their head like, what the heck are they doing? Mm-hmm. And it has been chaotic. It has been frustrating. And in many ways, it has not been helpful. But Mike Johnson is a guy who really not many people know. And if they did know him, they would know that he's a constitutional conservative. He's a good man, a family man. And he is the one man here who has the unique ability to not have offended a single soul in Congress. And that's saying something when you have 222 A-type personalities all working in the same building. So, that, t- that tells me you're not trying. <laughs> he actually he actually does do quite a quite quite a bit of work. I mean, he really when I say a constitutional conservative, he really he and I serve on the the weaponization committee together and he will as an originalist be talking about the founding documents, he'll be talking about the constitution, he'll be talking about the federalist papers and why we need to get back to that place and he is I think uniquely qualified for this moment in time. And well, he is like a good man. And he has done something that no one else can do at this point, and that's unite us. We walked out of the room at 1130 chanting his name. And so I think that says a lot. Well, I I think it does, too. And and when I hear you say uh, constitutional conservative, uh, that carries that carries strength with it as well. So I'm I'm glad to hear that. And uh, somebody did make an offhanded remark, something like, hey, maybe if the House can't get anything done, they also can't, like, spend a bunch of money, too. So I guess... When you do get a speaker, what what is the first uh, priority in line of business? Well, I actually push back on that narrative because right now, because we have not been working, because we are paralyzed, courtesy of the eight, we are living under Nancy Pelosi's spending. So all of Joe Biden's uh, Inflation Reduction Act money, all of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's money and all their priorities are still raging ahead on autopilot because we have not been able to stop them because we didn't do the appropriation. And uh, there was a couple of proposals. I know we've talked about this, Bob, back and forth, securing the border, cutting 30%. And you'll remember that there were 21 Republicans who rejected a 30% cut to discretionary non-defense spending. And I'm looking around the room saying, are you guys kidding me? We will never have this on the table where we can jam the Senate with it. What are you doing? And they said, I just don't like that person. You know, it became a personality issue. And so it's frustrating because a lot of people say, oh, they're paralyzed. They're not spending. No, actually, 
Nancy Pelosi is loving this because this is all of her stuff on autopilot going out the door with no check on it whatsoever. I was watching John Kirby yesterday when, when he was briefing some uh, some of the press, and I feel like he tipped his hand just a tad. You know, they, they have the thing, oh, there's no direct connection with the actual event that took uh, place October 7th with Iran. But then he pretty much said, you know, Iran is behind everything, and with no Iranian funding, there's no Hamas or Hezbollah. And my automatic thought was... Um, and, and whatever you can speak to this, whatever you're allowed to speak about, I understand it's sensitive, but um, are we going to see Iran as part of the bigger picture in terms of warfare directly? I think so. I mean, they're the, the world's largest state sponsor of terror, and they, there's no surprise to anyone right now watching that Hezbollah has continued to ramp up. And this is this is warfare warfare 101, very Clausewitzian theory. I'm starting to nerd out a little bit on you, Bob. The best way to defeat an enemy is to divide them and create a second front. So as we're seeing the southern portion of Israel move into Gaza, we are also going to be seeing the Hezbollah engagement, which I have to remind people, Hezbollah is much better funded uh, with logistical support from Iran. And, of course, Iran has been supplying Russia with drones in the Ukrainian war, and we're starting to see those exact same drones in Israel dropping grenades onto tanks. We're seeing elements of what they are doing back-channeling with Russia in Israel. And so I think Iran has a major lynch point role in this entire engagement. And um, we actually had a we, we had a classified briefing, um, and it is not good. I will say that there are many many elements working and shifting around what is happening in Israel, and Iran is one of them. Well, we could see you know some of the preparations are being made um, on the American side, and yes. look, I liken this to you know killing rats. And for over fifty years, uh, Israel and IDF they've they've had to kill rats you know from time to time, but you're never going to really be over the rat problem until you take out the nest and the nest clearly is iran yeah and that's the thing that is just wild to me is the un has continued to allow iran a seat at the table along with china one of the worst human rights offenders and, and just yesterday i caught this i was in I, we were voting on the speaker issue all day so i i didn't get back until midnight to my office but i caught very very late last night early this morning the un saying we're running out of fuel. We're running out of fuel. And I have to, I have to appreciate and give a hat tip to uh, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, for actually taking a picture of all of the fuel tanks that Hamas has control over in the Gaza Strip and said, hey, here's, here's where uh, there's a fuel depot in Gaza. Why don't you ask Hamas for some fuel for you, your humanitarian needs? See what they say. Yeah, and the UN Secretary General. I mean, he he went right back to the old thing. Well, well, this wouldn't have happened if Israel wasn't. You know, if they didn't to live under the oppress uh, the oppression of Israel and all that. Uh, just another reason of the many, and you cited a couple as well. For us to get out of the UN, will we ever have a serious yeah. conversation about that? I think so. Um, I, I really do. I mean, we have we have seen in so many ways where the U.N. undermines our sovereignty mm -hmm. and really is trying to take a step towards this global, one-world uh, approach to things. And, and so 
for the sake of our sovereignty, for the sake of our constitution, for our future, for our people, we have to remain ever vigilant and recognize that the UN has been infiltrated um, by by organizations and people that have no interest in freedom and peace and and all the things that they claim to espouse. When you have China on the Human Rights Council, that is a laughing stock. That is a joke. And they people within the UN would love nothing more than to see Israel wiped off the map. So uh, I think that that's very telling of where we are currently in yeah, global. It, 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 it makes no it makes no sense when the UN wants to change and eliminate some of the sovereignty that the U.S. has. When in less than three hundred years we became you know the wealthiest, most powerful nation in the world that's full of freedom. Yeah. If anything, they should be pushing an American style. Uh, constitutional republic everywhere they go to try to defeat communism but yet it it's the opposite that's right i appreciate it bob i mean this is what we're fighting for a free constitutional republic equal opportunity not equal outcome well keep fighting the good fight congresswoman kat kamik we always appreciate your time look forward to hearing from you again soon appreciate it have a great week guys you too stay safe tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tune in.com or download the tune in app to start listening